This is Hans Scheil from the Finishing Well podcast. On Finishing Well, we help you make godly choices about Medicare, long-term care, and your money. Your chosen Truth Network podcast is starting in just seconds. Enjoy it, share it, but most of all, thank you for listening and choosing the Truth Podcast Network. This is the Truth Network. Kingdom Pursuits, where you hear from ordinary people instilled with an extraordinary passion. Together we explore the stories of men and women who take what they love and let God turn their passion into Kingdom Pursuits. Now, live from the Truth Booth, your host, Robbie Dillmore. Oh, I can hardly wait for today's show because it's all about the kitchen. (laughs) How fun is that? And so we have Ken and Linda with a new TV show coming on called Love Begins in the kitchen. And so I'm sure you're like me. You, you, I love to eat. And so we, we've got the right people on with us today. So welcome, Ken and Linda. Well, thank, thank you. you. It's Very an honor much, to be Robbie. here. Yes. And, uh, we're so excited. So Ken, uh, love begins in the kitchen. And and can you give our listeners a little bit of, of how God sparked that in you guys? Uh, yeah. Uh, Linda, can you hear me okay? No, I can't hear you at all. Okay. Um, We're having a little bit of technical difficulty on Linda's end with the phone, so I'll start in. So years ago, Linda started a a charity organization called Curating for Him, and it was glorifying God through food, through fashion, and the arts. So on the food side, that's where I came in. We were teaching a class for young married, cooking and hospitality. And um, we're just trying to inspire men to serve their wives, to serve their families. Uh, We show them fun, easy things to cook. Uh, I use a a bunch of different uh, fun things. I use a a big plumber's torch uh, for searing a lot of things, for finishing stuff off. Kind of a macho um, side of the cooking for me. I also use some PVC pipe for uh, molds for salads. And um, I use a big a rubber mallet for pounding chicken down and, and things like that. So we're just trying to make it fun, kind of make it um, exciting for guys to get involved. You know, when you serve your wife, um, there's a whole lot of other benefits that come from that. But anyway, um, when we were doing this uh, cooking and hospitality, a gentleman out in L.A., uh, Tom Julian from Jewel Network, uh, saw the class that we were doing. And he said, Hey, how would you guys like to do a cooking show? And I've always uh, had a passion for cooking. I just um, love being in the kitchen. It's kind of my safe place, my sanctuary. Um, it wasn't always like that. By the first 10 years of our marriage, I was gone. I was working all the time. I would be at the office from five o'clock in the morning till eight o'clock at night. Uh, we had, um, three children at the time and I saw them on Sunday morning. We went to church went to brunch and I came home and watched football and fell asleep because I was exhausted from working 14 hour days every day. Uh, we moved to Florida kind of on a, we heard God just telling us it was time to move on. It was uh, time for a new start for us, for our family. Uh, and we uh, came down to Florida. I worked out of my home. So now I'm home all the time. So what do you do with all that? You know, when you've been gone, I started cooking breakfast. And it just came together. The kids would be there before school. We just had a a great time. 
So I started making dinners. They'd come down at five o'clock and they'd do their homework while I was starting dinner. Pretty soon they were helping me and I got to know my kids again, got to know what they're involved in, got to know what they liked and didn't like. And it was just a blessing for me to get a second chance to be a, a real father, to be in their lives and to know what was going on in our own home. So um, that just one thing led to another. I just started cooking some better stuff and, and more fun stuff. And, and uh, before you know it, we were having hour-long dinners, uh, sometimes even two-hour-long dinners uh, with our kids. So I found out I love doing that for friends and family, too. So I love doing uh, multi-course meals uh, for friends and family. I love holidays. Uh, I cook with my kids. We have just the best time uh, doing stuff together. So we kind of came up with um, uh, called curating uh, cooking, because for curating for him. You know, C is for choice every day, and we're so blessed in America. We have so many choices of what we can eat. So let's try to make good choices. Let's put good things into our body and let's uh, do stuff that's going to help us go deeper um, with our choice just of what we eat. But around the table, we can get deeper and have better choices with our family and our marriages. No, absolutely. Um, Yeah. um, So, Linda, can you hear me? I can hear you. Oh, yeah. good, good, good. So we got to hear Ken's side of the story. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which I bet you've heard Ken's side of the story, even though you can get to hear him. But I, I, know. I know all our listeners are going, hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, what was going on, you know, all those years when he was working 14 hours a day? And, <laughs> and But God gave you completely different, interesting anointings. I can see that from... Um, the sound bites that we have, by the way, if you go to kingdompursuits.com, there's a video link there where you can kind of see a taste of what the, what the show looks like. But so what was your side of the story while all those things were going on? Well, my side of the story is, yeah, I have heard him many times, but the best thing is I've been able to enjoy all of this cooking lately as well for the last several years. Well, while we were both busy with our businesses, Uh, We did have some help come in, and actually our meals were, you know, quite simple. Whatever I could throw together, if he was out out of town, it usually was going to get me a honey-baked ham because I could at least warm that up and (laughs) whip up some potatoes and vegetables. But, yeah, our kids were quite young when um, we moved to Florida, 4, 7, and 10. And so... uh, they didn't, uh, you, you know, suffer too long without good food and before Ken started really getting involved in the kitchen. And so, yeah, we just decided that that is his passion is the cooking. And my passion is kind of design and making things look nice and hospitality. And so we've always tried to um, set the table beautifully and make everybody feel welcomed and loved. And so that, you know, fresh flowers when we can and cloth napkins and all those little things make such a difference where your children feel very loved and they want to stay and hang out with you around the table. And that's so biblical. You know, everything is, you know, throughout the Bible is breaking bread together around the table. And so we totally believe, like, you know, they say, uh, couples and families that eat, pray, and now we say cook together, stay together. That's so awesome. And and so I'm interested. Ken, can you hear Linda? Uh, uh, very quietly, but I could catch a little bit of what she said there. Uh, okay. All right. Well, you know, it's Kingdom Pursuits. So speaking of kitchens, you know, we got to do this. 
Speaking of kitchen, I know you guys are ready. So, my wife Tammy warned me not to take the kitchen utensils. Do you know what I said, Christian? No. I said, uh, you got any ideas, Linda, maybe? No? <laughs> All right. I said, that's a whisk I'm ready, I'm willing to take. A whisk? <laughs> <laughs> that's a whisk I'm willing, okay. So the police, the police raided the kitchen of a restaurant where the chef, the chef also, the chef was preparing eggs Benedict. I know this is a good question for Ken because he knows what goes into eggs Benedict. So, you know why he was arrested for cooking eggs Benedict, Ken? No, I don't. Poaching. It's it's illegal. (laughs) Got to be careful when you're poaching. Okay, all right. So... (laughs) You've got to poach the eggs. If you watch, uh, you know, Love Begins in the Kitchen, you'll notice that Linda is spectacular at setting a table. So Tammy asked me if I would clear the kitchen table. So guess what happened, Christian? What? Well, I had to get a running start, but I did make it. (laughs) 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 Oh, this one is for you. This is a Greg one right here. This is for Greg. So there are two flies in the kitchen. How do you know which one is the cowboy? How how do I know which one is the cowboy? I got two flies, two flies, you know, little buzzers. You know, they're in the kitchen. Mm -hmm. How do you know which one is the cowboy? Oh, it's the one on the range. There you go. <laughs> so you, you knew I actually have Bible questions that are coming, and we have such a spectacular gift. You're going to want to stay tuned for this final joke and then the actual question to win a spectacular, really one of the best gifts we've ever given on Kingdom Pursuits. I'm so excited to do it. When we come back, stay tuned. Listening to the Truth Network and TruthNetwork.com. Welcome back to Kingdom Pursuits, where we hear how God takes your passion and uses it to build the kingdom. And today we're so fun to be in the kitchen where love begins in the kitchen, actually, with Ken and Linda and their new TV show that's going to air hopefully next week. We're going to get to details of that. It's going to be on Roku. It's going to be on Apple TV and Amazon, all those places, and uh, really, really exciting stuff. But when we left our hero, we were right in the middle of our riddles. You know, this is important stuff, Christian. So I have one last riddle for Ken, and then we'll move on to the actual, you know, big money. So you can play that if you want. It all works. Okay. So, Ken, the Grim Reaper appeared beside me when I was chopping some carrots in the kitchen. He took his sigh and, and, and started to chop carrots with me. You know why that was just terrifying? <laughs> no, why? Well, it's scary when you're dicing with death. I'm just saying. Oh, there you go. <laughs> All right. So now for the actual riddle that if you can guess this, we have an amazing prize for you. So here's the riddle today. 
what was the prophet Elisha's recipe when you had death, like the angel of death, in your pot? What do you do, according to Elisha, what did he do when he had death in the pot? Cooking with Elisha today on Kingdom Pursuits. And if they can answer that, Christian, tell them what they'll win. They're going to win a fabulous prize, which is a love in the kitchen torch with an $80 value. I like the, the torch that Ken described, right? This very torch, a plumber's torch, is going to be headed your way. If you can answer what was the prophet Elisha's recipe for when you had death in your pot. <laughs> it's in Second Kings, by the way. If you're looking for that, 866-348-7884, 866-34-TRUTH. All right, moving back to, uh, so you guys have, have started filming these episodes, Ken, and uh, you're hoping that they're going to come on the air real quick, right? Like next week, maybe? Yes, we filmed four episodes already, and we have guests at each one of our episodes, and we talk about different things of uh, praying together and why it's important to eat together and and why it's so great to serve each other and just love on each other. We talk about the fruits of the Spirit and how practicing that in your home can make a big difference and uh, just uh, change uh, everything, really. If you put God first, um, your, your life has meaning, and you, you can make, it's easy to make sense out of all the craziness that's going on in this world. So our guests, uh, our first show is going to be kind of an Americana theme, and we've got a uh, ex-World Series pitcher. We've got uh, my son and his wife, and we've got another really good friend and his wife, and he recently just accepted Jesus as his uh, Lord and Savior. So we're just excited to hear about uh, their lives and what's going on. And, you know, when we get around the table, we can just kind of, all the pretenses, all the stuff comes down, and we can just talk about things that matter, things that are important in this world, and why we need each other, why we need to pray, why we need to... Um, just love on each other because, like I said, there's so many things coming at us from this world. We've got to be, uh, you know, God is just amazing in his design. The older I get, the more I see it all the time. But, you know, he made us that we've got to refuel our minds, bodies, and souls each and every day. What a great time to do that around the table uh, with each other because then we can get it all done uh, and, and, and we can interact with each other and just grow from each other as well. So we're just excited that this show might inspire some people to um, serve each other, to serve their families, and to eat some great food. Oh, we yeah. see some really great table settings. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So I have a, a question for you, Linda. Actually, um, I love to cook. And I, oh, great. and I cooked for my wife. In fact, we just got on vacation. I, I probably cooked two-thirds of the, of the meals. But you know what I have found is it actually makes her feel guilty. Like... Thanks. You know, she, you know that it, it 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 does, and and so I'm wondering, as a woman, you know, how would you respond? You know, obviously your husband does that, but it, it really does at times. She loves to eat, and, I, and she knows how much I love to cook and all that, and I love what Ken loves, you know, serving my wife. But right. I don't want her to feel guilty in the process. So how do we deal with that? Well, then you do it together. You know, I'm the opposite. I don't feel guilty because I know I have other talents. And so, you know, we are kind of a team. And so sometimes, you know, this is our time to really get time with each other. Also, is I'll sit on the bar counter and 
watch him and talk and then set the table and things like that. But you can do it together. You and your wife, you know, so many couples love to cook together together right now because that is their time that they can catch up with each other. And it's really kind of a fun um, experience to communicate with each other. And you learn more about each other and each other's tastes and things like that. So um, maybe you guys should start cooking together and not making her feel guilty. But I don't feel guilty because, I mean, that's just kind of the way it was. I mean, we got married. We've been married over 46 years. When we got married, we were 19 and 20 years old, still in college. And his mother was, Ken's mother was a fabulous cook. Well, when our, right after we came home from the honeymoon, I thought, you know what? I'm going to make him his favorite dish, eggplant parmesan. I was so proud of myself. So we were both in school. He came, we were both working and going to school. Came home and I said, I made your favorite dish, eggplant parmesan. So we sat down and he said, oh, this is good. Here, the sauce and the meat and the cheese. Where's the eggplant? And I'm like, oh, no. It was sitting, that beautiful purple eggplant was sitting on the kitchen counter. I forgot that. And so he kind of took over a little <laughs> bit from that point. And I thought, you know, nobody will ever know. Did I do that on purpose or, or was it really kind of a blonde moment? But anyway, oh, so I, got, I, really I got never had the passion to cook. But anything around the table, making it look beautiful, people look, well, you know, I, we love that. So it all works out well. You know, everybody can have a task, you know, in the kitchen. And that's how it was with our kids growing up. Wow. You know, somebody had to pour the milk or the water. Somebody helped clear. Somebody, you know, served each other. And um, so everybody has a little task during mealtime. Everybody feels included. Oh yeah, we do that. Um, and, and we, you know, Tammy and I actually do most of the time we're cooking together as a team and we do have a lot of fun doing it, but you know, I still hear the tone in her voice sometimes that I think about that, but I have, you know, you reminded me of a famous story in my household. You know, one Thanksgiving I made the pumpkin pie <laughs> and, uh, my family will always refer to it as the sugar-free pumpkin pie <laughs> because I forgot to put the sugar in it. And <laughs> and so, you know, every year we sit down to Thanksgiving, we always hear, you know, if our kids come over, they're older now, but they're going to, is dad fixing his sugar-free pumpkin pie? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, things like that happen at Thanksgiving. I remember years so I ago, Ken got the gorgeous big turkey already. <laughs> we live on a golf course. And so he said, okay, we're going out to play the first nine. We're going to come around. All you have to do is turn the oven on at a certain time, and it's going to be perfect by the time we all get back. And can you believe my mother-in-law and all of us were, the girls were yakking away while the guys were golfing. We forgot to turn the oven on. <laughs> so, <laughs> so we ate Thanksgiving very late that year. <laughs> ah, yes, I understand. But that's, you know, that's the the joy of family and sharing, you know, stuff like that. I, I think it's, yeah. it's so... I love, I really do. I just think that the whole concept is, is, is awesome because so much of what, you know, 
is about communion with God is has is around food and so with right. each other it's absolutely huge um, that families that, that eat together like you said that, that that sit down at a dinner table how do you have conversations if you don't eat together right right Ken yeah absolutely you know it just sets it up for success when you've got food around the table you've got everyone's attention we start out with a prayer we give thanks uh, for every meal and. We're, and usually we just say we're so grateful for everyone that's at this table. It's such a blessing for us, and it's a, we've always been amazed, even with our own family, that God has brought these amazing people around our table. Oh, it's absolutely. So it's, so it's just amazing, um, you know, to, the, the gifts that we have and the gifts that we can explore about each other uh, around the table is just amazing. We just started a new tradition that we learned from some friends of ours, is to go around the table and just talk about, uh, and, and we started it on Father's Day. Talk about what uh, was special about your father to you. And we went around the table, and it's just a neat thing. But every time we have a family gathering, we're just going to talk about, hey, what, what's going on with your faith or what's going on with your life or, or what, you know, what can you share about God's love? And um, we want to get that into our grandkids, that we start that and we do it now because we've got to let them know every time we're together that God loves them and that we love God. And we're not ashamed to talk about it, and we're going to talk about it around our table. So um, it's yeah. it's just amazing. Another and my thing. wife is such a support with all of this as well. And another thing I want to mention is that Ken has been so good with our kids doing that. But we also have a ministry um, called Curating for Him, where we glorify God through fashion and food. And so this is we have some amazing classes for young married, young engaged couples that actually. We have in our home, but we have a whole curriculum printed out that's on our website. And we have other couples that can be host couples, and they can invite three or four young marrieds into their home. And this is exactly what we teach, like what we're trying to do with cooking sure. and praying together. <laughs> that's so beautiful. Well, we got a whole much more coming up with Love Begins in the Kitchen. And we got Kevin in Raleigh, who's got an answer to our riddle. I'm very excited to do that right after the break. So, Kevin, stay with us. And when we come back, we're going to find out about this death in the pot. You know, what's the recipe? If you've made death in the pot, you may want to know what Alicia did. You're listening to The Truth Network and truthnetwork.com. Welcome back to Kingdom Pursuits, where we hear how God takes your passion and uses it to build the kingdom. So fun today. We're with Ken and Linda with Love Begins in the Kitchen. But right now we got Kevin. Kevin. I wanted to say Ken, but it's Kevin in Raleigh, North Carolina. And Kevin, you're on Kingdom Pursuits. Good morning. Good morning, Robbie. How are you? I am wonderful. So... What was the Prophet Alicia's recipe for when you had death in the pot? Yes, so in 2 Kings, the fourth chapter and the 41st verse, it says, Elisha said, get some flour. And he put it into the pot and said, (laughs) serve it to the people to eat. And there was nothing harmful in the pot. There you go. Make gravy. <laughs> I mean, all of you gravy lovers out there ought to listen to this carefully and go, uh, you know, this is this is the answer right here, Kevin. I mean, I mean, Ken. Oh, I just, uh, I just dropped 
Ken from the call. But Ke- I mean, Kevin from the call. I've got my Ken and my Kevin's mixed up. <laughs> but but Kevin, if you will, please, please, please call back because we want to get you your gift. And I'm sure he will. But he was exactly right. That was Alicia, Elisha, however you want to say it. But if you thought about the fact that Elisha was telling him to make gravy, Ken. Wow. <laughs> Amazing. Well, I, you know, I, I don't know if he looked that up or he just knew that. If he, if he just knew that, I'm really impressed. But uh, if he looked it up, great. You know, there's so much wisdom in the Bible, so many great things for us. Um, we should all be in the Word every day. Uh, I start my day every day. The first thing I do is grab my phone and I get into the Word. It just sets me up for success. And uh, just an amazing um, part of our life. Oh, absolutely, and and I'm with you that that it you know it is, uh, like you said you know it's part of the way that you eat with your family, you know by digesting on the Word of God is is where you eat with your you know father every morning. It's 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 just a big part of it, and I'm so grateful for um, Kevin who we have back, and so I don't let me if you want to put Kevin back on hold, I can take him, and uh, we've got Kevin back. I'm so glad. Hang on just a sec. All right, Kevin, you're back on, and I didn't cut you off this time. I'm so sorry. That was my fingers that did that. <laughs> I, I didn't know what was going on, but uh, it's good to be back. That's Robbie actually pushing out the, the button because I was wondering if Ken had noted the gravy mixture that I really like that's in the pot, you know. Um, <laughs> but, but I'm also, you know, there's a never-ending struggle in my mind of how do you say that prophet's name? So, you know, like I'll hear it pronounced Elijah. Yeah. I, I hear it pronounced Elisha. I hear it. So I I, heard, I liked your take on it. You you said it like sort of say it again for me. Eli- okay, so there's Elisha and then there's Elijah. There you so go. So the one, right, right. So So the one... Elisha uh, was the original, and Elijah, I believe, was his protege, so to speak. He's the one that got the double portion blessing because he asked for it when he saw Elisha being uh, taken up into the heavens. You're exactly right. And, you know, I always love the part of the story where um, he was plowing with a yoke of 12 oxen. Yes. Like, how cool was that, you know? And... And, and the idea that he was almost like, you know, John the Baptist was going to come in the, in the spirit of the first prophet, which however you want to pronounce his name. And so this second prophet was already in that, and he's the one that baptized, as we talked about in the Absolutely. Christian. So cool. Well, I love your study of the word. And so, you know, Kevin, Ken had this question that I, you know, did you look that up or did you know? Uh, so I had a good feeling, but I confirmed it by looking it up. That's what I, I did not have that passage memorized and could quote it that way. No, I, 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 I had a good feeling because I knew where the death in the pot was, Right. Uh, but I wanted to confirm it. So, uh, yes, the good feeling, the Bible study uh, confirmed by uh, being a Berean and, and looking it up. Uh, made I'm, it I'm, pr- I'm proud to be an American. You know, actually... I thought about using that passage this morning and I had revisited it myself and realized that Alicia was maker and Elijah, whatever you want to say his name, he was making gravy. I'd, I'd not seen that before, but uh, yes. apparently that's 
That's what's going on. Well, thanks again for your call, and I'm going to put you on hold so we can get your information, get you that torch, which I'm going to let Ken go on and tell you what. Tell us about the, the how cool that torch is, Ken. Uh, it's it just when my, when I pull it out, my grandsons are here. They just go. You know, even the three year old looked up last time. He says, "Oh, that's cool, Pop." You know, we don't get many chances where we can really be cool in our kids' eyes anymore. Um, I use it just because it it looks so cool. It's fun to use, and it just makes it unique. So one of the dishes that you'll see on Jewel TV Network is I do a a salmon filet, and we put it in the oven for five minutes with some uh, tahini and a little bit of olive oil. After five minutes, we flip it over. We put honey all over it. And then we hit it with the torch. And if I have guests, we had uh, uh, a few girls that were from the uh, LPGA here for a tournament. And I had two torches. I let both the girls torch the salmon on the other side. So when you hit, when you hit it with the torch, it turns that honey to a nice golden brown. And it also finishes cooking it. So it's, it's done perfect. And it looks beautiful. And we get people involved in the process. So it's just fun. Uh, I use it for you know, just melting cheese when we pull something out, if it needs to be a little bit more done. I uh, use the sous vide a lot. So when I, it comes out of the sous vide cooker, it needs color. So the torch just adds color really quick. A sous vide? You, you lost me there. I'm, my ignorance is showing. What's a sous vide? Uh, a sous vide cooking method is uh, actually, it's a French method, and it's you use a water bath. And you put your food in a bag, either a Ziploc or a, a you know a vacuum sealed bag with your herbs and spices on it, and you cook it to the exact temperature that you want it done at. So if you like, uh, say you like a fillet and you like it medium rare, you'd cook it to 134 degrees, and it's going to be perfect medium rare. Uh, you pull it out of the of the plastic and you hit it with the dry it off, hit it with the torch, and you've got a perfect steak that is done exactly how you want it. Uh, I use that quite a bit, it, it, especially when you're entertaining or you're having guests. Um, you don't have to worry about overcooking the meat. It, if it went in there another hour because people were delayed, whatever reason, uh, it's not going to hurt it at all. So I use that quite a bit. I take advantage of the buy one, get ones at the grocery store, too. And and uh, if there's you know chicken on sale, I'll, I'll buy a double portion of it, as we were just talking about, and, and do them in a... a a vacuum seal bag, and now I've got a meal for next week if I so, want it. It's so already cooked and just freeze I'm, it. So, if I'm understanding, you set your oven to like 135, or, or if you've got a special <laughs> oven or something that no, well, it's it's a it's a, a heater that just heats the water and it circulates the water, so it'll heat it to the temperature you want your food, whatever you're cooking done at. Um, I, I've done a corned oh, beef. Uh, for at a hundred and some degrees, probably a hundred and fifty degrees for forty-eight hours. Um, I, I've done. I do a lot of duck in there. It goes twelve hours at a hundred and sixty-five degrees. Uh, and when it when you pull it out, it's just perfect. So um, it's so it's cooking in the water, but your meat is in a bag with your spices and your herbs that you want, and it just uh, that heats the water up to the temperature you want to cook the meat at. And the word again is so. How do you say it? It's it's sous vide s o u s v i d e. Wow! And I think it makes I learned a lot today. So easy <laughs> for, for everybody. You know, um, my daughter got me involved in that, and I am I am so happy because I use it all the time. 
Hey, Robbie. Yeah. It's so easy. Ken said I could even do it. <laughs> 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 I can imagine the look on my wife's face. I said, okay, honey, we're going to boil your steak. <laughs> you have to check it out. It's then we're going to blow it. With, we're going to take our torch and we're going to, you know, put the fi finishing touch on it. But, I, you know, it's such a man thing, you know. I, I love the torch. I love the rubber mallet idea, you know. Like, we're cooking with men here. This is this is real man stuff. <laughs> That's right. you got to have tools. And so, Veed, man, I, my vocabulary has been expanded today so when we come back we got ken and linda and again we're going to give you all the information on you can hear there and watch their program and how you can get up with with their website as well we'll be right back you're listening to the truth network and truthnetwork.com Welcome back to Kingdom Pursuits, where we hear how God takes your passion and uses it to build the kingdom. So much fun today in the kitchen with Love Begins in the Kitchen with Ken and Linda and their show coming on. So, Linda, give us some details. How, how can people get to your website? How can they see this content when it's released and those kind of things? Okay. Well, it's going to be released on Jewel TV Product. It was Jewel TV Productions. And we can send you, we, we are going hopefully today see the final edit of the first episode so that we can start really uh, filming or streaming it um, next week. And so when we get that exact date, what we can do is send you a link. If you can post it for us, that would be great for Jewel TV Productions. I will do that. And that would be great. And then um, also um, regarding our curriculum and our class for curatingforhim.org. We, um, that's kind of a, a fun venture between the two. We're having a great, great time. And I know Ken mentioned, um, you know, with his cooking, we like to have people stay around the table and more conversation and bring up the word. One thing I don't think he mentioned is that he loves to cook with foods from the Bible. And so this has been really fun. He might make a dessert with pistachios or, and like he mentioned, honey with his salmon and then lamb, lamb of God. And then we, you know, go through the different areas um, through the Bible where these amazing foods and sometimes seasonings um, that he uses. And so that's a lot of fun that, you know, your listeners can try to do as well as they cook. Oh yeah. It really, really is. Hmm. And um, I interviewed this lady. She was a biblical nutritionist, and, and she has a salad, the seven um, foods of the promised land, which are, you know, in the, I think it's in the book of Numbers that talked about pomegranates and dates and figs and right. wheat and barley and olives and olive oil and grapes. And yeah. like, man, this salad is to die for, my wife and I both, but it was really cool to use those uh, biblical food. So, Ken, what's your favorite? Well, so no, you just expanded my horizon, so I'm going to look that up, and we're <laughs> going to be trying that for sure. Uh, we do a salad. I use a lot of different fruits in it, and we and uh, we call that the fruits of the spirit salad. Oh, <laughs> and I love I love to do that with couples because then we can we can start talking about the fruits of the spirit in the Bible and and why we need to do that in our marriages. 
and um, how we need to work on that each and every day and what a difference that can make. Um, so we just, we love using those things. God has given us so many gifts and even in food and even in the, the, the way we cook food and, you know, we'll do um, lamb and we can talk about the sacrificial lamb and, and uh, we can bring up Jesus in a conversation, which uh, then, you know, it's just one thing can lead to another. So um, whenever we always want to be uh, ready to, um, to just tell people the good news and food is just such a great way to do that. Well, it's a door opener and same with, you know, hospitality. That's what we, Ken loves to do, the cooking. And, um, you know, we're kind of known as being a hospitable couple. And, you know, we don't we don't want people to shy away from inviting people into their home. And, you know, it doesn't matter if they're great cooks or not. They can, you know, still just show love around the table. I mean, hospi- hospitality really matters because it, it does feed one of the most basic human needs that we have and everybody wants to feel loved and accepted. And so having people over and just around the table is just such a great way to minister to so many people. Oh, I, I, you know, we have a, a Bible study in our neighborhood and every once in a while we'll all make pizzas, homemade pizzas together. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they all, everybody's chopping their stuff and everybody's, you know, the, you know, all the couples <clears throat> It, it 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 makes for communion at just a completely different level than just the you know what I and so I couldn't agree with you more and so how many cool ideas just from watching this you know the idea of the of the of the torch and and of course the, now I've learned learned about sauve and <laughs> I told him on the break I said don't be sauve in the wondrous cross though <laughs> but anyway that's a good one <laughs> I I I I can't tell you you know I I heard this statistic I can't get out of my mind that it said that the couples that literally pray together now we're not talking about you know, one person prays and then the other people listen. But the couples that actually pray together where both people are praying in the prayer, mm-hmm. it's like one out of 38,000 end in divorce. Wow. Wow. You know, we, um, every morning with our devotions, we take turns praying. So, like, uh, if today's my day, Linda prays tomorrow. And, and we go through and pray for each other. We pray for each of our children and grandchildren by name. Uh, we pray for our friends that are ill. We pray for our friends that are going through hard times. Uh, we pray for uh, the opportunities we have each and every day and the business stuff that we're working on. And um, and so that's, you know, for us, it's just an amazing way to communicate at the ultimate level. And um, we've been doing that for a long, long, long time. And, you know, when you, when you start your day praying together, I mean, you set yourself up for success all day long. Give us that website again, Linda. It's curating, uh, curating it's for him. Curating for him. C u r a t i n g f o r h i m dot org. There you and go. And then we'll send you the link for Love Begins in the Kitchen on Jewel TV Productions. Thank you so much, guys. So much fun having you on today. Thank you. And, it was uh, great. So much fun. Oh, it really, really was. Thank you, Ken. And right well, now, oh, it's my pleasure. Uh, stay tuned. We got Encouraging Prayer, followed by Masculine Journey, and then Man Up with Nikita Koloff. A lot of truth coming at you on the Truth Network. 
This is the Truth Network.